0: Welcome to the Cell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimm, and I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Cell Playbook, founder of the cell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast brought to you through and because of the TaxSell Academy, which you can visit at taxcellacademy.com. All right. On today's episode, I'm going to do it a little bit different than most of my other episodes. As you probably know, what I'll typically do is I'll take one specific topic and dive deep into it on a podcast episode. Well, this week I am all about the questions. I get lots and lots of questions every single day. And truthfully, quite a few of them are the exact same questions. Now, first off, I love your questions. If you happen to have a question, the best place to send it to me is through Instagram. Simply go to Instagram, type in Casey Denman, follow me and DM me your question. The truth is, I'll probably respond in an hour or two because it'll come straight to my phone. I get lots of questions through so many different avenues. I get emails. I get people that message me on Facebook. I get people that message me on YouTube, all these different places. And a lot of times it takes me days or even up to a week to sort through all these questions and type out the responses. But if you send it to me through Instagram, I will get it very quickly and be able to respond very quickly as well. But as I mentioned, many of the questions that I do get are the same. And I actually have videos on just about every single one of these that dives deep into that topic. But for today's episode, I wanted to go through about 20 or 25 of these questions. Now, some of these you might actually already know the answers to, but others might be completely New to you. Anytime that I'm sitting in a class or a conference and I hear somebody ask a question, I know that just them asking the question and the answer that's provided to them will also help me learn. And that is my hope for you with today's podcast. So let's go through these questions. And they're in no particular order. I just pulled them off of the various channels that they were sent through. I have a list on my computer. We're just going to work through some of these questions. Now, I'm also going to paraphrase some of these questions. As well. So let's get started. All right, what happens to the mortgages on a tax sale property? So, as long as those mortgage holders were provided proper notice, those mortgages will be extinguished during that tax foreclosure process and those mortgage holders will lose their interest in that property. Now, I should note that many mortgage companies will get that notice they'll write a check and they will pay off those taxes so they do not lose their interest. But if they don't pay off the taxes and they receive that notice, the mortgage is extinguished and it is not your responsibility. Now what liens will stay when you buy a tax deed property? So generally speaking, any governmental liens will remain. You have to think about it this way the delinquent tax office isn't just going to come in and foreclose out the code enforcement officer's lien. It does not work like that. Governmental liens will remain. So we just discussed a mortgage in the previous question. Private party liens like a mortgage or a mechanics liens will be extinguished provided they receive the notice required per state statute. But federal, state, and local governmental liens will remain and will become your responsibility. The most common lien that I see is for local ordinance violations, like trash or weed violations, and those will be your responsibility to either negotiate or pay upon purchase. All right, tax liens or tax deeds, which is better? That depends on your strategy, on your capital, and on your time. Tax liens will generally provide a lower return, but will require less work since you'll mostly receive your profits by getting a redemption check. You'll go out to the mailbox, collect that check, and that's how you profit. Tax deeds will require more work. In order for you to profit, you actually have to work at maybe fixing that property up or marketing that property, and you certainly have to sell that property. But in exchange, the returns will generally be higher as well if all things are equal. All right, next one. I drove by a house and somebody is living there. What happens to them? The answer is, it depends. You can always try to work something out with them and turn them into a tenant, after you've purchased that tax deed property. Now, if you cannot turn them into a tenant who is paying you rental payments, well, my suggestion is to utilize something called cash for keys. You give them some money in exchange for them leaving peacefully. That way they don't break all the windows and pour concrete down your toilet and that kind of stuff. Now, if that doesn't work, well, you need to go to the court system and have them evicted or ejected depending on the state. Of course, you have to think of it this way too. The good news is if a house is occupied, it is at least livable for some people. So it might not be all that bad if they don't destroy your house. But by all means, try to work something out with them before you go straight to the court system. Next question. The auction that I went to had way too much competition. Does this even work? Yes. Go to more auctions in more areas and see more properties get auctioned off. Patience and exposure. When I say exposure, I'm talking about exposure to seeing as many properties as possible get auctioned off. Patience and exposure are the keys to success in this business. Once you have been to 20 auctions come back and then we can talk in more details. But don't expect to go to one, two, three, or even five auctions and just knock it out of the park and make $100,000. It does not work like that. When you do hit your first home run, though, when you do get that first great deal, go ahead, break it down to your hourly rate sitting at those auctions and doing research while you're learning, nonetheless. And I promise you that hourly rate is going to be staggering. Remember, patience and exposure. Next question, there are a lot of junk properties at my tax sale, is this common? Yes, so when you compare a tax sale list to a sampling of general real estate in your area, there's going to be a higher concentration of junk properties at that tax sale. You have to remember here that some of the properties did not have their taxes paid for a specific reason. In other words, the owner who is supposed to pay the taxes They say the property's not even worth paying the taxes on. Keep that in mind. But regardless, there are plenty of properties that are profitable. Just be diligent in your research. Next one. I looked at an OTC list and the properties are not valuable. Are there ever any good properties on there? Yes. Keep looking find out when the new properties are posted on the OTC list and look as soon as they post them. And what I'm talking about here is OTC, over the counter properties, over the counter tax sell properties. They're only offered in some states, but these are properties that went unsold at the auction and you simply walk into the county and you buy them over the counter. Now, my suggestion is to look at other counties as well and perhaps even other states. If there are no desirable properties, in your area and then if you have to adjust your strategies don't skip over vacant lots for example just because you're looking for houses there are plenty of opportunities on otc list if you know where to look i actually teach a class about this at otcclass.com if you want all the nitty-gritty details next question how long do i have to pay if i win not long It's the same day in many areas, while other areas might allow a day or two. My suggestion is to check with your county's delinquent tax department for the specifics in the area that you're planning on investing in. All right. Can I just get an attorney to do the research for me? This is one that I hear from time to time and kind of confuses me. You can absolutely hire an attorney to do the research for you. You could also hire a doctor to do it for you or a builder to do it for you. You can hire anybody you want to do the research for you. I'm not saying it's going to be accurate or it's going to be helpful. And in fact, it's probably going to be very expensive for very low quality information. Most attorneys are not investors and most attorneys are not familiar with the types of research you need to do on the tax sell properties. Learn to do it yourself and you'll be so far ahead of game while saving 300 or 400 bucks an hour that you're going to be paying that attorney. Learn to do it yourself. Next one. I don't live in a good area and I want to invest out of town. Can that be done? Absolutely. On this podcast, I have a two-part series called Out of Town Investing. It can absolutely be done utilizing the internet. In fact, nearly everything that I invest in is not local to me and I utilize the internet to invest remotely. Next question on that same topic, actually, can I bid remotely. In many areas, you can. This is becoming more and more of a common practice, especially in these circumstances around the last couple of years. Now, some areas will still require that you be there in person or you send an agent to bid on your behalf. But like I said, many areas are transitioning to allow online bidding. Just check with your county. Next question. I know that county liens will remain, but how do I find out if there are any? A simple public record search will help you determine if there are any county liens against that property. Once you know how to search public records, it'll probably take you less than a minute to perform that search. Now, if you suspect that there are liens, but there are none recorded yet in county records, maybe there's just code violations, but they have not yet made their way into a lien, For example, that dilapidated, falling-down house that has signs posted on the door. If you suspect there are issues with it, a quick call to code enforcement is going to be your best bet. Next one. Is a suit-to-quiet title always required? So brief history here just so it makes sense to listeners. When a property goes through a tax foreclosure, the title becomes clouded. This means you cannot get something called title insurance, which is required, If you want to sell it for market value, there are a few ways to solve this problem. First off, you can sell it without title insurance and with an as is clouded title. You're going to get less money for the property, but it's going to take you less time and it's not going to take you any money to repair that title. Secondly, you can do a suit to quiet title to clear the title and to get title insurance. Another method is called a tax foreclosure certification serves the same purpose they certify that tax foreclosure allowing you to get title insurance and lastly in some specific scenarios you can actually have a previous owner and all interested parties sign a deed to you which will clear the title now there are pros and cons in each one of these so be sure to look at your specific situation but in short a suit-to-quiet title is not required, although it is one option that will help you get title insurance. Next one. What's the biggest risk with a tax sale business? The biggest risk is buying a property you should not have purchased. I'm not talking about property where you just happen to lose money, but I'm talking about a property where you could face a lot of liability and potentially lawsuits down the road the good news is you can determine that risk well ahead of time with proper due diligence next one there seems to be a lot of vacant lots at a tax sale are there ever any houses first off yes in some areas it is nothing but houses so if you're looking for houses and you don't want to mess with vacant land find a different area but Do not overlook vacant land. There have been many, many people, including myself and countless members of my academy, who have done extremely well with vacant properties. So do not discount it. But yes, there are homes available at tax sales depending on the area. Next one. What happens if a tax lien does not redeem during the redemption period? If you own a tax lien, and it goes through the entire redemption period without redeeming, then you can take ownership of the property. In some states, you do that by simply filing paperwork. In other states, you'll have to go through a tax lien foreclosure process and perhaps even hire an attorney to do that for you. just depends on your state. Next one, how often do tax liens not redeem? Seems like an easy way to acquire property for cheap. It depends on the specific area, of course, but nationwide statistics say that 95% of tax liens will redeem. So you're talking about a 5% chance of acquiring a property that does not redeem their tax lien. And actually, on my YouTube channel, and I think I've got a podcast episode as well, I discuss tax liens with the lowest redemption rate. You might want to check it out if that is going to be your strategy. Next question. Is the tax sale thing as complicated as it sounds? It can be at first. There's a lot to it. But once you learn what you're doing, I can assure you, it's a pretty simple business. All right. And our last question for today, top piece of advice for a newbie, learn what you are doing. Invest the time into yourself to learn what you are doing before you go out and start buying properties. Most people that make huge mistakes will watch one or two videos, maybe even skim through a book, and then BAM, they go out and spend their savings on a tax sell property end up making a huge mistake. Videos and books can help. I've got books. I've got videos. Of course they can help. But what I want you to do is truly dig in. Take the time to learn. Find a class. Find a mentor, whether that mentor is me or somebody local to you. Then go out and practice. Watch auctions. Attend auctions. Take notes. Write down what you were going to pay for the property and then determine how that investment would have turned out for you. Take the necessary time to learn about this business. That is a huge, huge stepping stone towards success as a tax sell investor. All right. That is it with the list of questions that I have for today. I know this was kind of rapid fire, a little bit different of an episode than I typically do, but hopefully you found a lot of the answers that I went through very, very helpful. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you have a question, send it to me via DM on Instagram, Casey Dimon. And as soon as I see it come through, I will shoot you a response. And if this podcast episode or any of our episodes here on the Tax Cell Podcast have helped you out at all, please do us a huge favor and leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on today. It makes a big difference in our motivation to continue to produce these free episodes for you. And they also say that it helps us with the podcast algorithms. And as always, check out the links in today's show notes for more information on how we can help you for your quest for tax cell success. Make it a successful day. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.